Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things, simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth. And I sat down with my friend Reggie Hunt and talked about leadership development, what it means to develop leaders, to develop leadership qualities within yourself and others. So Reggie and I have been friends for a decade or more. And we are neighbors. We live five or ten houses away from each other. And I really look up to Reggie in so many ways. I've learned and continue to learn so much from him. And in this particular conversation, I just reached out to him and said, Hey, can we record another conversation together? We did one uh, a little over a year ago about race. And I just reached out and said, Can we have another conversation about whatever? And we kind of laugh because we didn't even know what we were going to talk about until I pressed record. So I just went to his office, sat down, pressed record, and this is what happened. He focuses on leadership a lot. He has been a leader for a long time in several different capacities. He continues to be a leader and an example in this community. And I'm so thankful for his example as a leader as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, as a neighbor, and I hope you enjoy our conversation about developing leaders. about our, our conversations over the years the theme of leadership has come up so many times sure. as we've talked is is your passion for leadership something that has just evolved and grown or is it something that was embedded in you as a young man or, or even younger than that like is leadership something that has been talked to you about your whole life and that's why it's something that you're passionate about? That's a good question, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, that that's the million-dollar question in leadership anyway. You know, are yeah. leaders born or formed? Uh-huh, right. You know, <clears throat> so to say it was embedded, to say I was born a leader, to say no is to say I was formed a leader. You know, it's, right. it's kind of, <clears throat> I think that now doing leadership for a while, I think to a certain extent, Everybody's a leader yeah. in some capacity. We're all influenced in some capacity. Right. Um, I think it's become more of a passion over the last, you know, several seasons of life, more by, you know, desire, you know, or passion or compassion. You know, once you kind of find something that concerns you, yeah, yeah, and you sit with it long enough. You know, either you become a follower or you become a leader, and sometimes Just following isn't something. bad, right? Sometimes no, no. You, sometimes you follow, you follow somebody else who's doing something that you're interested in or something that you're passionate about, and after following that person or persons for a while, uh, you emerge as a leader in your own compassion. And I've heard you talk about your aunt, like yeah. your mom's yeah, sister, yeah. your mom, your dad, your grandfather. Yeah. Are these people that you kind of learned what it was like to be a leader? I um, mean, I think from, you know, I was talking with David Jackson from this Chamber of Commerce thing recently, and I think it's a lot of different people. It's, it is a village, you know? Yeah. I think about my first public relations, uh, my first public speaking professor that I still keep up with, Jinx Miller. You know, she's still in town. Um, think about Coach Jerry Moore, you know? Yeah. Um, I think about my first young life leader you know in addition to my parents and family members then there's all also people that are just um along the way you know that were people that were leaders along the way you know yeah can you think of the first time or maybe close to the first moment where you thought i think i might be a leader Oh man, uh, 
It doesn't have to be the first moment. Yeah, ever, I mean, I think it's in different contexts. <clears throat> yeah. I think I, st- I probably start to recognize that I might have some influence, you know, among my peers just as a as a young kid. Like, hey, man, like in sports or... Yeah, yeah. You know, um, on a sports team or taking up for somebody at school, uh-huh. you know, or... Right. Uh, Safety patrol, <laughs> like yeah, back yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, know? yeah, I did that. Um, I think those things were when I first started to recognize or have somebody, a teacher or counselor, say, "Did you have an orange yeah, sash?" Yeah, I had yeah, that. I had the. Uh, <laughs> I was a lieutenant on the safety Ooh. patrol squad. Had the blue badge, you know. <laughs> Dang. Um, so I think that having teachers or school counselors say, "Hey, I think you are going to be a," or or you have leadership qualities, you know. I think the first thing that I felt like I was really leading was maybe like in sports. Okay. Uh, but in high school, um, you know, after after I made a commitment, you know, to the Lord, I was mm-hmm. a, I was, you know, kind of a, as a senior in high school, was kind of helping lead some aspects of young life. So okay, yeah, I think some of that kind of helped along the way. So you mentioned influence. Yeah, is that how you define leadership, or how would you put into words what it means to be a leader? I think that's one aspect of leadership. You know, is John Maxwell says leadership is influence. Okay. Um, I think um, in this season of life, man, we and we've really been talking about leadership is is about developing leaders. You know, um, and we kind of used this book, Hero Maker, mm. and talked about, you know, how do you use your platform to develop other other people. Uh, and give other people an opportunity. So I see leadership, yeah, there's an aspect of influence. There's an aspect of development. Okay. Uh, there's an aspect of, you know, cultivating. There's an aspect of cultural architect. I see leaders as the cultural architects, you know, of uh, yeah. their environment. Um, but also see leaders as helping other leaders to discover, you know, uh, okay. who they are, you know. Um, yeah, I like that. I like the idea of, helping someone figure out who they are. Right. Because I think about within a church context for you, you're developing right. leaders. Within a professional context, you're developing leaders at right. App State. Right. But, you know, what does it mean to develop right. someone? Right. It, and I think part of it is when they get to know who they are and live yeah. in their true selves. Yeah. Is there a difference, other than the obvious difference, between a church context and a state school context, meaning like, one is a religious setting and one isn't. But are there differences in what you're trying to do in developing a person? Yeah, I mean, I think more in the church, the setting's more direct. You're trying to help people discover who they are, mm-hmm. you know, who they're created to be, mm-hmm. you know, who they are in Christ. I think in the secular setting, you're helping people, similar principles, but helping people to discover who they are and what motivates them. Um, I, th- I think a, a key aspect of leadership, though, is self-awareness. So if, as a part of that developmental piece, self-awareness, I think, you know, is real key uh, when you start to dig down layers of emotional intelligence and, you know, who am I, what drives me? Yeah. So <clears throat> on the secular end, the first year in leadership development is self-leadership, discovering who you are, uh-huh. you know, people, things like character and discipline and focus and boundaries and, yeah. you know, all these kind of pieces. Uh, personal responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's a level of that too on the faith side, you know, because yeah. discovering who you are, the things that will cost you again are similar, character, yeah. you know, focus, boundaries, That's you true. know, yeah. uh, discipline, you right. know, these type of things. Man, what happens if you're working with someone and you realize like, I don't think they are a leader. Has <laughs> that ever happened? Or you know, do you just I used shift to, not anymore. I mean, yeah. not anymore. I mean, I used to think, okay, maybe this person isn't, <clears throat> maybe this person, I don't, 10 years ago I would have said, maybe this person isn't a leader. Now I'm, I'm more adept to say, maybe I'm not called to lead this person. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Not everybody you learns can't the same see way. It, yeah. And that's okay. And it's, maybe I can see it, but I just can't hune it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's okay. some people that I see leadership potential all over them, um, and uh, there's a level of personal responsibility that if that person doesn't want to engage, then I recognize, okay, maybe I'm not the person. Yeah. Maybe I'm not the person. To, I mean, there's if there's 
gold in the cavern. Yeah. And, you know, it's there. Maybe I'm I'm not the person to hewn it out. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, that person is is uh, is guarded, or maybe, um, I just don't have the yeah. necessary tools to hewn it out. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, yeah. I That's can, good. I can cultivate for a season, and I see that with student athletes. I mean, some people come back, <clears throat> five years later. Yeah. Ten years later, hey, I appreciate what you did ten years ago, you know. And the same in the church world. So yeah, man. Um, Fruit sometimes takes yeah. time to grow. It's botanical growth, right? It is. You know, botanical growth is, is a process, and so uh, I've learned that as frustrating as that is, when you can see leadership potential in somebody, mm-hmm. if they are not ready uh, for whatever reason, maybe they um, don't have the confidence or the awareness or whatever, that hey, there's there's ways that I can be patient, and there's ways that we can set boundaries. Wow. You said self-awareness, and I, I'm thinking about my own story. And I remember, I think I was 21. I just started seminary. First semester of seminary, I took Hebrew 1, Dr. Harvey Schwabscher. He taught me Hebrew 1, Hebrew 2, Greek 1, Greek 2. He's the first person that ever said to me, you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I made some random comment in right. Hebrew 1 some root word of something and I guess I must have connected a dot of what kind of teaching it could become and he called me after class and he just said you're a teacher and no one had ever said that to me before but then I had to wrestle with do I agree do I believe that Mm -hmm. it's one thing for him to speak it over me but it's another thing for me to say I am a teacher and it actually took me several years after he said that for me to say out loud I'm a teacher because I always felt like I needed to put some like I don't really know what I'm doing yet like some asterisks to it Uh, so let's talk about the self-awareness aspect of this so let's say you're speaking over somebody and you see leadership qualities how does the receiver of that how does an individual start to identify that in themselves how do they know if you're right how do they know if it if it's real and what do they do about it I, you know I think at that point the recipient or the person on the other end has to has to has to start their own navigation process mm-hmm. you know and that can be cultural right because you yeah. know in the traditional black church pretty much anybody you know who a lot of things are spoken over you by people kind of recklessly sometimes yeah and somebody can say to a young kid who just loves reading the Bible, hey, you're, you're going to be the next pastor, you know, uh-huh. and... And then that becomes yeah, the only goal and that, yeah, of and, leadership. Yeah, and then you just, you run with that. So, I think self-awareness, a few years ago, what started me on the journey at from the university side was I was reading some articles, and Harvard had did this uh, research where they said their most successful alumni weren't the people with the highest IQ, they were the people with the highest EQ which was emotional wow. intelligence. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, that's that's something, because I know I'm not in a high IQ club. So I was like, <laughs> let, me, let me see if I can figure this out, right? That's so good. So they did, uh, so I started looking at, you know, books like uh, Emotional Intelligence 2.0 and, you know, DISC Profiles and yeah, yeah. Myers-Briggs and now you got the uh, Enneagram and these yeah, kind yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. So that self-awareness kind of helped to say, these assessments kind of help to say, okay, here's what triggers you. Here's what motivates right. you. Here's, here's where you are freeze. Here's where you fight. You know, that awareness kind of help to match. Yeah. Okay. If somebody's telling me I'm a teacher, once I do this honest assessment of myself, these yeah. tools help me say, is this a strength or was what they said just a compliment? Yeah. You know, I think when you can start to navigate through there and know yourself, you know, uh, and no, and even spiritual gifts test, same thing. Yeah, so it's yeah. like somebody's like, "Hey, you're called to be a pastor." All right, well, let, let me navigate through that, you know. Yeah. And then I might take a spiritual gifts test and say, "Okay, that's one of a few other things that are working." Yeah. You know? And it's within a context of a, a culture that has those kind of roles, but someone can be a shepherd right. without becoming a title of a pastor right. of a church. They right. might work in an accounting office, right. and they're a shep- they're shepherding right. people well, and that right. is the fullness of what right. they are to be, right. you know. But I was, I didn't grow up in church, but I was in a context where um, teacher meant mm-hmm. you're going to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And then that also meant 
let's speak over you. You're going to fill stadiums. You know what I mean? And it was like all or nothing. It's like if you feel, if you live in the fullness of your leadership, that means thousands of people will be looking at you. And I, I kind of go back and wish that I could have maybe asked some questions about what else right. that could look like. Right. And I want to be the kind of, you know, pouring into the next generation, not just I see one thing in them and just think that there's only one path for them to right. greatness of right. leadership. It, it, uh, kind of like not every not everybody has to be the quarterback or right. the, not everybody has to be the captain of the team to be right. a leader. You know, right. that kind of, I'm sure that probably comes up a lot with sure. student athletes. It's like. You don't have to become the all-American captain, whatever, right. to be a strong leader and develop. Right. You know, but it does take some self-assessment. And so, what kind of what kind of resources do you walk people through? You mentioned things like <clears throat> yeah, the assessments are great. Like you know, anytime you can do any anything to become more aware of yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's helpful. You know, um, I haven't done much with the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think disc profile is great. Mm-hmm. Irish Briggs is great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other pieces out there that are great. I think um, there's one called the Big Five that I yeah think yeah I've good. seen that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one Colors. I mean they're all oh, wow. kind of different ones that are great. Um, I I think that you know when you talk about self awareness, the other part is it starts with with an individual, right? So I can't really I can't really take one of these things and say, all right, this is what I am, this is, you know, and I give it to you. Uh-huh. Say, this is how you need to treat me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, it's more about, this is how I show up, this is how, these are my blind spots. This is how, so it's more awareness for mm-hmm. an individual. So I think, starting with those, one of the things that we use um, on campus is uh, habitudes, so it's habits that form images. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, so we might put up a picture of the iceberg and uh, talk about, you know, 10% above, 90% below, you know, what yeah. wrecks the ship. You know, we'll use a video of the Titanic. You know, what wrecks the ship is what's below. Yeah. Who are some people in the athletic and entertainment world that had a great gift, you know, that, yeah. uh, but something beneath wrecked them, yeah. you know. Or we'll use uh, thermostats and thermometers, you know, yeah. to talk about peer pressure. And all that's through Tim Elmore, you know, who, okay. who's a pretty sharp guy uh, and writes a lot, does a lot of stuff on millennials and research and stuff like that. Um, so mm. I think that those are some tools that kind of help um, along the way mm-hmm. um, when you start thinking about self, self-awareness. And, and then leadership in general, sometimes leadership also starts with exposure, huh. you know. Um, yeah. There's a lot of a lot I've learned from exposure, and not too long ago, you know, we took uh, a group of leaders, packed a van, you know, 15 people, and you know, drove out of state and took them to uh, a few different churches and places, you know, oh, okay. and once they got exposure, maybe they walk into a larger place and say, okay, we can't do all of this, but here's five things that we can start at, you yeah. know, and connecting them with other leaders that gave them exposure or. Yeah. Uh, you know, went down to um, to Clemson, and they've got a great leadership program, you know, and wonderful facilities, you know. <clears throat> that exposure kind of helps a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Because different people learn in, in different ways. That's right. You know, um, and the same thing with exposure to different places, right? I mean, when you, first time I was in Montgomery, Alabama, it was like, you hear about all these things, but once you, once you go to some of these, you know, historical places and museums and you know just places that give you that exposure uh, yeah. that helps with a lot of awareness and uh, what I'm what I'm hearing is exposure in some ways is a form of following right you you're, you didn't go to Montgomery to teach you're going right. to learn right and right. yes eventually it will be incorporated to you as right. a leader and teacher but you didn't go there to teach anybody about what happened in Montgomery, right? right, <laughs> right, right, right. And to listen to right. people talk. And I think that's a huge aspect of, of leadership yeah. is knowing when to keep your mouth shut and realize you have people yeah. in front of you that yeah. have more wisdom, more experience, right. um, different kind of resources, different kind of experience. Yeah. But then it does circle back to, yeah. and I think on the other side of exposure is maybe opportunities. Right. 
it's one thing to tell a student athlete or a person within right. a church context, you're a leader, you're a leader, know yourself, yeah. here's some resources. But then they have to have an opportunity to try, yeah. Yeah. which I think includes an opportunity to fail. Right. I don't mean the epic moral, right. you know, ethical failure, but just um, messing up. Yeah, you know, yeah. and within sports, that's one thing. Right. But within church, that's another thing. But I mean, with uh, Dr. Schwabscher, first guy who said I was a teacher, he immediately went to the president of the school and said, "Let's get the, this guy to start speaking at the chapel services." Right. And I was in over my head. Right. And I'm sure. I mean, it, I don't think it got recorded, but I'm right. sure I would probably laugh at a lot of it right, right now. Sure, and sure. I probably thought I was going to go real long, and it was probably really short, and right. I was probably saying um all the time. Right. And, uh, you know, awkward transitions, but he believed in me right. and gave me the right. the opportunity. But also the exposure of right. I was I was in a school that had a lot of people that were they <clears throat> were already pastors and were going right. back to school. So it was kind of like to further their education, but they already knew how to do the stuff. Right. And I was twenty one, and I'm looking at fifty year old pastors preaching in in, uh, in chapel. Right. And there's something very distinct. I can't really put, I can't really describe what it is, but there's something distinct about the way a pastor preaches if the room is 100% pastors. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind sure, of sermon, sure, sure. right? And so I was seeing cream of the crop, best they right, got right. stuff. And then then I'm up next. Right. <laughs> and I was like, right. and thankfully I was in an environment where they knew that they weren't trying to compare right. me to some if as if I had thirty years experience or something like that. They all just believed in me, and I think that that's part of leadership too. Is when the person or people that are saying that you are a leader right. and developing you, they believe in you, right? And giving you those opportunities, and they still believe in you, even if they don't do quote unquote right. as good as you. You know, how long have you been the pastor of the summit? <clears throat> uh, Seventeen years. And how long have you worked it out? 20 seasons. Whoa, I didn't know yeah, it was that long. Yeah, yeah. You know, so 17 years at this church. I know you are a pastor of another yeah, church yeah, before sure. that. And, but So like 20-something years experience yeah. preaching, maybe even more than 20. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to age you. But yeah. uh, it's like yeah. if you saw someone in the church and said, you know what? I see a teaching gift in right. you. We're going to have you teach within a small group right. context. Um, maybe it is a larger right. context later right. there's not an expectation to be able to have the same kind of flow of preparation and delivery as right. 20 plus years experience sure. and so i think that permission to be themselves comes in talk, let's talk about the self-care piece of how that ties into leadership because i when i i can speak from my experiences i felt a loneliness sometimes right. with leadership right not to say that I wasn't with a team, because I was. Right. But sometimes, especially if you're something called the pastor or the quarterback right, right, or whatever, right. it's like, yeah, we're a team, but I'm the quarterback. Yeah. And that can feel, I felt some loneliness sometimes with that. Yeah. And so self-care was even more needed. But do you, what are some of the connections or, or the suggestions of what does self-care look like within the context of leadership? <clears throat> I think in general... It's healthy. It's good to have a self-care plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, leadership is not always out front. So right. whether you're out front or behind the scenes, it's good to have a self-care plan. And some of it, I think, um, should be uh, preventative, you know, and some of it is, uh, you know, uh, is given where you are right now. Yeah. You know, just like you should get healthy exercise and sleep, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, take vitamins, you know, in the winter, protect yourself from cold, get a yeah, yeah. You know, flu shot if you choose, all those kind of things preventive. I think that having a self-care plan that's preventative yeah. uh, and uh, that is also kind of helping you is important. So that self-care plan, I think, should include um, planning some level of rest, you know, planning some... Uh, Harvard, not Harvard, uh, Forbes magazine did a, a thing a few years ago where they were talking about how CEOs plan their fun. Hmm. And it sounded kind of like, well, you got to plan fun, but, it, you know, when you're on a schedule, yeah, it's important. Because so there's plan, always something yeah, that will stop yeah. you from going So planning rest, planning fun, yeah. uh, 
it maybe should include some 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 mental health uh, aspect, maybe meeting with a therapist or a counselor or somebody mm-hmm. from a preventative measure. Because we kind of see mental health and mental illness as the same, and they're not. No. Yeah, you know, right. just because you're going to a counselor doesn't mean that you, or a therapist doesn't mean that you have, that you're mentally ill. Right. But I think having some type of aspect in your life where you can assess, evaluate, uh, talk about what's heavy on you, um, can hopefully maybe uh, be preventative measure in mental illness, you know, or to assess if there's any, you know, mental, you know, emotional kind of pieces. So Mm -hmm. I think that self-care piece, but I think I also was speaking a couple weeks ago and it just kind of hit me like, man, forgiveness is self-care. Yeah. Like forgiveness is self-care. Like you need to, you know, these kind of pieces. And I think so too. Yeah. And that assessment is self-care. Like, right? Uh, like, you yeah. know, like <clears throat> once you do a personality assessment or something like that, that's self-care. Again, it's, it's so that you know you, yourself a little bit better. So I think a self-care plan is essential to leadership um, because you could spend a lot of time, um, a lot of time um, feeding other people and not taking care of yourself. You know, when you're flying on the plane, they're like, <laughs> you know, in a case oxygen's yeah. going to fall out, put your mask on first you know, um, so that you could help somebody else, you know? Um, right. so I think that that's, and that's not that's selfishness. Yeah. 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 That's so important. <clears throat> so you got rest, you got fun, you got knowing yourself, mm. discerning strengths, weakness, yeah. weaknesses. What about you? What else for you? What does it, what does self care mean? I think it means different things in different seasons, but I think okay. that's what it right now in this season, that's what it means, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's different depending on what your the total scope of your responsibilities. Yeah. Right? I mean, at you know, twenty years ago when I'm the youngest senior pastor in town and not married and, you know, pretty much committing five or six days a week. It was to like the go, ministry, go, 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 you know, go, it's go, a little go. Different, yeah. Right? But also the rest is a little bit different. You know? Yeah. Uh a Saturday was different. A Sunday was different. You, you know? didn't have kids. Yeah, yeah. There's a, so then, once you <clears throat> invite other pieces into your life, you know, you get married, you recalibrate differently. Yeah. That self care plan has to be different. You have kids. Your kids get older. You know. Yeah. Um, so it it looks different. Your body turn your <laughs> your body responds differently. You know. Yeah. Um, For sure. But also, just your goals are different. Yeah. You know. Um, and, and and so I think that that's a lot of the self-care piece is recognizing, hey, I'm a limited resource. Yeah. And um, and then there's a level two of a, of a of of accountability, you know. And there's a level of fellowship, you know. I need, I'm a little bit more extroverted, so I need that time, you know, around people. Yeah. You know, so pandemic can be a little bit challenging, you know, uh, not being around people as much. So if I know that I'm extroverted, <clears throat> part of self-care is fellowship for me. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. to an introverted person, you know, I say, okay, part of self-care is, you know, being home, <laughs> yeah. you know, solitude. reading a book, solitude, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, that's so, good. But I think those, again, those assessments kind of help me to, yeah. to see that I know it, but it helps put it in the words to a place where I can see it and go, that's right, that's right, that makes sense. That's why I am more refreshed being around people than I am sitting at home all day. You know? Right. So From a parental perspective, too, I'm thinking you know, not too long ago, our kids were like, why do you, why do you and mom wake up before us on school yeah. mornings? Yeah. And it's, it's like... Because we want to take care of ourselves before we yeah, take yeah. care of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. we love you. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the reasons we are showing, or one of the ways we show the love is making sure that we take yeah. care of ourselves yeah. first. We get up a little bit. Kind of don't want all this noise to yeah, start yeah. right yeah. when it's minute yeah, number yeah. one of my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the airplane yeah. with the. It's like I'm gonna sit down with some coffee and yeah. have some silence, and mom and I are gonna have some time yeah. alone together uh, before you're involved in that day. Right. So I think leadership, you know, obviously parent, parenting sure. is a form of leadership sure. too. Yeah. Man, d- does it get, I mean, 
17 years at Summit? Yeah, yeah. Boone's a town of people that are coming and going. Right. There are probably very few people that were there year one that are here right. now. Right. I know how Boone goes. Right. People moving from Boone, uh, or just for whatever reason, just not right. in your life anymore. And is it? Do you feel a kind of a sense of? I mean, I know that you wouldn't say that the church is like yours. Right. But people in towns would still say, "Oh yeah, that's Reggie's church." Right. And so the leadership is team. You're trying to you're trying to impart things and develop right. leaders. But does that ever wear you down or make you feel tired or lonely or whatever when people just would, they would just call it Reggie's and it's Reggie, 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 Reggie? Uh, you know, it's, it's, some of that is what it is, right? You know, I mean, some of it's language and yeah. language means, language means different things to different people. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's uh, sometimes when people are like, you know, hey, he's a man just like I'm a man. It's like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but then the expectations, you know, sometimes are for me to be more than a man. <laughs> you know, they want me to be a super angel, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I think that uh, some of it's cultural, you know. Uh, like at, at more traditional white churches, you know, they tell you what time the service time is. At more traditional black churches, they tell you who the pastor is, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that it doesn't wear me down as much um we i think we know in a town like boone you've got some traditional staple churches that have been here for a hundred years yeah you know and and in those families generations are connected because there's a loyalty you know right on down to the stained glass in the pew that's right that, yeah you know my great-grandfather dedicated that stained glass and yeah. I hear people say, man, I'd like to go to your church, but my family's been in this church for years. Right. You know, and I just don't, they almost like feel like they'd be disrespecting their great-grandfather, yeah. you know, if they went somewhere else. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's just not, that's not the church we're trying to establish. I mean, mm -hmm. we are, well, you have to embrace the transient community, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it's a little um, challenging but also the, the mentors that I had always said, you won't finish with the same people you started with, uh -huh. you know, right. Though we thought sometimes we'd be the exception to that rule. Yeah. You know, life happens, people relocate, uh, mm -hmm. whether in town or out of town. That's right. Yeah. So I think, um, having people that kind of keep a healthy perspective, you know, um, remind me of a healthy perspective and not to take it personal is important. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between, you're on a journey with someone, right. pretend you're in the car or a bus right. or a plane. Right. You're on a journey for them for part of the way. Right. You don't owe it to each other to be on that journey for your sure. entire life. Sure. But there's a difference between, hey, I think this is my stop, right. versus right. like, I don't like you uh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, sure. You know, those are sure. way different sure. things. Sure. Different seasons are good. Sure. Um, so. And some of that, I think, too, again, is, is cultural. Because right now, the way that, you know, a few years ago I heard somebody speak a message and they were talking about how um, we may see a resurgence of some of the things that we saw in the 60s. Like what? And so they went through a list. Uh, uh, racial upheaval uh, and social injustice. Uh, questioning authority. You know, there was kind of like yeah. a... When was this that you... Uh, this was like maybe four years ago. Okay, they, they were spot <clears throat> yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> so they were like, as we were coming into... As we were coming into... Uh, maybe in the, in the last four or five years. Um, and, you know, in some ways, yes. You know, we, we have... Um, we have a lot of... A lot of ways that we question authority... And a lot of ways that we attack leadership mm -hmm. across the board. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> yes, sometimes people are in the car and they decide, hey, I don't like you, you know. Um, but I'm recognizing, okay, we've also opened up this, this box, you know, that we can't really close 
of 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 narcissism and cynicism, mm. right? So it's like a couple of weeks ago I was, I was talking to our church, and you know Appalachian had lost to Louisiana, and I was like, they lost a football game. But they lost a football game, you know, yeah. eighteen to twenty-two year old kids lost a football game. Yeah, you know, and uh, and you would think it was in the world. They want to fire the coach, wow. you know. They spray paint, you know, things about the quarterback on campus, you know, on, you know, I mean, it's all of that. It's, it's boards, it's, it's message boards, it's, it's social media, it's forums, you know, do you think it's armchair quarterbacks, you know, it's all of that, like, right? And, and we do that with no, no leadership is off limits anymore, you know? So when you Whoa. think about it, like, okay, coaches, okay, you got donors, all right, political figures. Okay, that's been there for a while. President. Okay, that's been there for a while. But pastors aren't aren't off off limits. And so now that that question of authority, that anti authority, that uh -huh. attack on leadership, has kind of bled through so many areas of our lives right. that it's just more a part of our culture now. Yeah, it's a sociological shift yeah. that's happened, and I think some of it can be healthy and what I mean by that is accountability yeah. is required yeah. for any role yeah. especially leadership but then some of it I think is not yeah. healthy because yeah. it makes me think of you ever heard of Brene Brown yeah, yeah sure she said there's a quote I'm gonna probably not say yeah. it right but it's like she's like if you're if you haven't spent time in the arena yeah, getting in your, the arena yeah getting your butt kicked yeah. I'm not interested yeah. in your opinion yeah. yeah so it's like it's one thing for if you actually have right. leadership experience to sit down with another leader and say, hey, here's something that I want to talk with right. you about. Right. But just hurling <laughs> accusation yeah. and, and insult, like for instance, the thing about like the quarterback yeah. spray painting, yeah. it's like you try to throw that pass. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't even yeah. come close That's to throwing right. that pass, you know? Sure. Uh, doesn't mean that he, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't mean that everything went well, but same with coaching. The legacy and the the number of wins, I mean, isn't that been the top five and yeah, the sure. wins in the yeah. last decade yeah. or something like that? Yeah. And then you lose one and yeah. job's over. It's yeah. like, you try yeah. one time yeah. doing this. Yeah. You try to yeah. call a play even once. <laughs> There's, and so I think that, I think that leadership is, is all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like now to be a leader, you know, um, a few years ago, there, there's two other aspects I would say kind of wrapping up. On, on leadership yeah uh, you have to be an active listener uh -huh. gotta learn to listen because listen this listening is learning yeah and then I think the other is resilience like yeah. the army a few years ago <clears throat> they said I love this article they said that um, the series of combat that we've been in since Desert Storm is the longest series of combat that we've ever been in in the history of our country constant deployment you know, all this, a rise in domestic abuse, substance abuse, these type of things. And people were being deployed, come home for a little bit, being deployed again. And so their counter to the ongoing attack and fatigue and spikes and all of these things um, was resilience. So they started this program called the Ready Resilience Program, where they just taught people to be resilient and they said more important just as important as training for the artillery is training um, soldiers civilians their spouses and their families how to be resilient and I thought that's mm -hmm. powerful I mean the from the from the faith standpoint there's never going to be a time where where we're not under attack and I'm not talking about from a political standpoint I'm just talking about light and dark you know yeah um and I think if you're going to be a leader um, in any capacity, uh, you have to be resilient. Um, there's too much. There's just too much going on. There's too much pain. There's too much frustration. There's too much of everything. There's too much criticism. Brokenness. And uh, yeah. That you have to be. You have to be resilient. Um, and I think that we should be teaching resilience with leaders uh, just as much as we are teaching the skill set of leadership, um, because if you get the skill set, the giftings and all these kind of pieces, but you don't know resilience, you won't recover from the crash. And 
Right. And and the crash, uh, or at least in some form, a crash, a storm, an attack, a pitfall, a stumbling block, all of these things are inevitable in leadership. So I think resilience oh, yeah. is, is one of the main keys. And if I was going to bounce it back to sports, learning to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And bouncing back yeah. from a loss. Because yeah. as much as you, in the in the weight room, you hype yeah. everybody up that you're going to win, yeah. sometimes you lose. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you just crumble, yeah. Yeah. man, there's so many directions yeah. we could go there yeah. about resilience and maybe even should talk some other yeah. time about how the how. Sure, sure. Because just to say to do it is one thing. Yeah. Just be resilient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> but how? So self-awareness, self-care, resiliency, um, these are all forms of leadership influence. Right. Uh, any any thoughts for somebody? Somebody's sitting here listening, and going. So maybe I am a leader or want to be a leader, but I don't even know what steps to take. Anything that's kind of a universal <coughs> truth, regardless of the context of like, if you no, think you might I, be I a leader, you, what do you do? If you're discovering, if you're trying to, I, I think again, everybody's a leader in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I think um, if you're trying to figure out what your next steps would be, I would say. Pay attention to the things that you're passionate about. Yeah. Pay attention to the things that you're frustrated about. Because uh-huh. I think that vision starts with a burden. Yeah. So pay attention to the things that frustrate you, you know, that you see going on in the world. You know, not yeah. not just the petty stuff, but the things that are going on. Injustices yeah, yeah, or yeah. broken things. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, I would say, you know, start to pay attention to some of the the resources that would help you discover more about yourself and your leadership capacity, you know, and there's, you know, there's a ton of stuff on leadership. I mean, there's the Jillian books, yeah. you know, on leadership. I don't know if one necessarily is better than the other 10,000. So many. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but I think there's a, there's a great place. There's some great places to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that that helped. I know that it did for me. So grateful for Reggie, his friendship, his leadership, his longevity here in this community. If you want to hear more wisdom from Reggie online, you can go to the website of the church that he pastors. That's cornerstonesummit.church. Cornerstonesummit.church. And of course, as always, you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things. Thanks for listening. And thank you for those of you that continue to support this podcast, the patrons that give a dollar a month or $5 a month or $10 a month, whatever it is. Thank you so much. If you are not one of those yet, and you have been considering it and you might want to do that, you just go to patreon.com slash things about things. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash things about things. And you can choose whichever tier of patronage you want. Give a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month or more, and you get fun little things that I mail to you and exclusive content. So consider that by going to patreon.com slash things about things.